Hello, everybody, and welcome to the People of Azeroth podcast, episode 29. I'm your co-host, Ordaris, and I'm happy to introduce my classic hardcore leveling twinsy, orc sister, flying rat hater, the paladin for life, and my favorite Aussie when Hugh Jackman isn't around, host of the show, Juno. Thank you so much. Epic introduction from Ordaris there. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We have the great pleasure today of introducing one of the most well-known figures in the WoW community. He's the OG Lawmaster and the only guest we've had so far with an NPC in-game. Today we are joined by Ian Bates, aka the Red Shirt Guy. Thanks for joining. Hello, it's nice to be here. Excellent, mate. Excellent. We've been super hyped for this. We've been talking about it for a while. We've been uh, figuring out how we're going to do this discussion, our show notes and everything. So um, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Why don't we get straight into it and talk about how you started playing WoW? What got you into it? Did you play other MMOs or other Blizzard games? Just tell the story about that. Okay, it started in 2005. I was in middle school and my friend Alex showed me World of Warcraft. Yeah, he, yeah Alex. Yeah, he mainly showed me um, machinima videos like Illegal Danish and... Um, these machinima videos of songs by Jonathan Colton. And I thought that was interesting, but I'd never played an MMO or any game of that sort before, so I didn't really know what to make of it. But I was fascinated when he said there were dinosaurs in the game, and that got me to try it. <laughs> that was it, eh? Yes. The dinosaurs? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I got hooked. I love the world and setting. Yes, yes. What tune did you play first? What did you roll up on that? Do you remember? A gnome rogue. A gnome rogue, badass, yeah. Yes, I got lost in a cave in Dunmoreau and deleted him and then remade him. <laughs> <laughs> Same name and everything? Yeah. <laughs> Same name, yeah. <laughs> when you first started playing WoW, did you did you kind of know life for a while? Did it, did it completely take over your life and absorb you the same way it does for so many of us? Hmm. I guess not any more than normal. I tend to have set interests that I am very fixated on. So just those just became one of those. Others being obviously dinosaurs and animals. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> That's That's awesome. What's your favorite dinosaur, bro? What's your favorite dinosaur? Dromaeosaurus like Velociraptor. Oh, nice. Okay. Like the raptor. So do you have all the raptor mounts in Warcraft? Not all of them. For example, the old Sulgarub mount I can't get. Because right. it was removed, but right. yeah. most of them. Yeah. Excellent, dude. That's so cool. That's so cool. And did you play through then? Um, well, play through all the patches then from O five, um, all the expansions through O five to current, basically. Uh, yes, I have never stopped playing. Wow. I didn't experience much of vanilla since it took me a while to get to level sixty. By the time I got to sixty, Burning Crusade had come out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. What was your favorite time of playing, do you think? You know, like we all have that moment where it's kind of like your heyday or the part of the game that you really enjoy the Let's most. See. I'd say either uh, Wrath of the Lich King was the time I raided the most. Yep. Uh, by late high school, starting college, I didn't really have time to raid anymore. And even nowadays, I just find it too stressful. Um, oh, really? Right, to do raiding? Yeah, I, yeah. I can understand that, definitely. And... Uh, I still do LFR for the store to see the story content, oh, cool. though. 
Of course, yeah, you have absolutely. to see the story. If you don't see mm-hmm. the story, like... Yeah, it bugs me that they actually, despite saying LFR was so everyone could see the story, they remove certain cutscenes in LFR. Right. <laughs> oh, I didn't true. know that. Well, yeah, mm. so for um, the Archimond kill, you only get to see the true ending if you play the Mythic version. And mm-hmm. same with really? Imperator Morgok in yeah. uh, Highmall. The- yeah. The most annoying one was Throne of Thunder because there's this interstitial part where you confront Lei Shin and he destroys a bridge and sends you into the underground area. And I did not know that because I was in college at the time and did not have time to raid, so I was only doing looking for raid. And in that version, you just go from defeating the troll council boss to suddenly being underground. They skip that whole part with Lei Shin. Yeah. Oh no. I had no idea why I was underground now. <laughs> oh, I did not know that either. There you go. So that's still a little disappointing that they do that, that they're mm-hmm. still gating some of the content there, which, um, mm-hmm. yeah, which I guess that kind of sucks for people who are into the story and into the lore. Um, have you played, um, during the time, I suppose, over the past 15 years, Ian, did you play any other RPGs or is it just MMORPGs or is it just enough, you know, with, with uh-huh. WoW? You know, like RuneScape, SWOTOR, Guild Wars? I have tried a couple of them. Like, I tried SWOTOR for a little bit, but I have never found one that really holds my interest the same. I think with me, as I was mentioning, I tend to have certain specific interests, but that if I really like something, I can just get an encyclopedic knowledge on it and be obsessed with it. But if it's something else I'm like a casual fan of, I just don't have the energy. You can't like everything as much that yeah mm-hmm. on that point and, i actually thought that um that swotor would have been one of the only other games to really give wow a run because they do have a massive universe and tons of lore potential there as well so that was the only one i thought from a lore and story point of view that they mm-hmm. could, but... i might have been more into it if i was more into star wars i like star wars but it's not like world of warcraft level like i don't have i can't focus on both of them as much i guess yeah there's not enough yeah, time in the day <laughs> Well, we're glad you focus on Warcraft so we can talk to you about it. (laughs) Thank you. So when you raided um, the whole time you were raiding, is it, did you Mm -hmm. have the same guild the whole time or do you kind of have different raid teams over the years? Do you want to give anyone a shout out? Let's see. I think the one I remember most was Carpe Imperium. They're not around anymore. I would stay in a guild until it fell apart. I think that happened maybe twice, maybe three times. Okay. Last yeah. one I was in was Perpetual, which that was the last time I raided. I tried a little bit again in Legion because mm-hmm. um, I had more free time at the time. But did, by then I just, the killing the bosses and progression and stuff and organizing different times of day had just gotten too stressful. It's like but, a full-time uh, job being a raid leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't a raid leader. Okay. But even I was just, just yeah. yeah, getting yeah. ready for yeah. a raid is tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is having those commitments, isn't it? It's yeah. hard enough. Sometimes it's hard to just schedule time to play that suits you, but then if you yeah, have to exactly. make it work with everyone else, yeah. yeah and I... that's what it's been hard in classic because back to forty man raids, it's even mm-hmm. it's that's even harder again, getting forty people together for so it reminded me of those of those issues now that I've been trying to do it again. So speaking of classic, are you playing classic? Unfortunately, I feel this is going to be a disappointing answer, but no, it didn't really interest me that much. From a preservation aspect of, yes, we can go back and see the pre-cataclysm world they removed, that's very interesting to me, but in terms of seriously playing it, I've already played those quests and things, I'm more interested in new things. 
And that's okay. fair enough. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. But it is, like um, you said, the pres- preservation point of view of it is awesome, isn't it? To see it is. I never thought we'd get that back. Yeah. Especially because they'd mentioned how difficult it was to get the old content working in like a neat piece of trivia. You know the quest in Legion where you go to pre Cataclysm Ishara? I actually don't know that. I know I <laughs> Oh. Uh, there's a quest in Legion that becomes a world quest where you go to Najara as it was in the War of the Ancients, which is just pre Cataclysm Najara oh, with demons. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Funny thing, they couldn't e- they couldn't get pre Cataclysm Ajara to work, so they actually if you look at the map file, it's Cataclysm Ajara, they just re edited the part you can explore to look like old Ajara. Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, like you can still if you go out of bounds on the map, you can still see Bilgewater Harbor and stuff. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I had no idea. That's interesting, for sure. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Um, no, I think it's great with Classic that they've done that because there are... Uh, I see some Twitter... Um, some of the people I follow on Twitter do, like, wow screenshots and kind of, like, wow photography of, of Classic, and people will take these amazing screenshots. And it's the fact that they've uh, preserved it now, it sort of pays respect to the designers back then who made... Um, areas like that, like Thousand Needles and the, mm-hmm. you know, the racetrack thing and everything, because all that got completely flooded and some areas just got destroyed and changed so much. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's awesome to... Uh, yeah, to have it's especially story. sad with Thousand Needles because to this day, we don't really have another canyon-type zone like it. Gorgrond was kind of going to be it before they redesigned it. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. That is a good point, a canyon-type thing, yeah, where you can... Um, um, fall to your death, order running off if you're not paying attention. That's good. So have you um, have you heard of any of these other ways to play Classic that are not sort of standard? Like there's this um, hardcore challenge in Classic. Have you heard about that at all? Or have, do you have any interest in doing something like that? I have not heard of any of those. I've heard of the old Iron Man challenge yeah. type things that people would do on streams for Classic. Is it something like that, I'm assuming? Yep. It's yeah. similar. Take some take some parts from Iron Man. It's not it's not as punishing, I would say, as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, the main rule. Ultimately, it still is a one life. Uh, it's a one life uh, way of playing. So there's no if you if you die, you're uh, you're done. You know, you delete the tune. As um, we found um, out, the hard way. Yeah. So what, <laughs> why we've been enjoying it is, is that it actually it changes the way that you look at the game and um, and the items and everything that's in it because those. Um, weapon vendors and armor vendors in town you know actually get used now and you're you're hyped to get like a white piece of gear and i don't know it's sort of it's made us appreciate i guess it makes you appreciate things a lot more which has been awesome so we've been enjoying that and playing that does sound kind of interesting almost like a survival game yeah exactly yeah so you take and you pay you pay way more respect to like uh the various uh mobs in the game you know like a cave full of spiders or like a bunch of raptors and shit it's like you're not if it was real life and you had one life dude you're not going to be going to not gonna be too eager to run over to like a you know a tiger and a raptor and shit with your little rusty sword you know mm-hmm. so um that's been really fun we've been doing that we've been doing hardcore duos me and odd together so that's been fun we are now on to our third iteration aren't we Odd? we've had yes we have had <laughs> We've had some unfortunate deaths. Although we did, <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, we did actually take advantage of what you said, and we started undead because I had never seen the pre-cata um, undead starting zone before, and so I wanted to have a chance to play through that. Unfortunately, we only got to level six, so we didn't get to see the full story. But I did get to see Brill 
before Pre, yeah. it had been changed and yeah. a lot of the other towns and so that was really cool oh, best yeah. thing about the pre-cataclysm undead zone is actually the introduction i love how the camera actually swoops and turns through the crypt they don't do right, that yeah. anymore i don't know why they got rid of that oh, that was one of the coolest of introduction video things very cool very neat piece of trivia there people i know people listening are going to go and check that out now starting new starting undead so they could see that definitely mm-hmm. um no it's very it was it's very cool there's just so much content do you know the other thing is i've never really played this is one of the differences between um between me and Orderis is I always play Alliance and, you know, she's been diehard horde. So I'd never even seen any of the, um, the, I've never played classic, um, horde side at all. So starting, we did, we did these orcs and, um, and it was really cool. It's like, if you don't play that, if you don't play the other faction, you, you're missing out on almost half the game. You know? mm-hmm. It felt like a new game. Like I did, I've <laughs> never played an orc before. And so we didn't know where the quests were. We didn't know where to go. And it, it felt like, it felt like 2005 again. Yeah, it did. Yeah, us bumbling, <laughs> stumbling around in the dark. You know, yeah. that's kind of what it felt like. Oh man. Do you like the um, the current game? Do you like compare? You know, the the difficulty. Do you like where they're going with the with the lore? You know. Hmm. Yes, though BFA is not my favorite expansion. It's not the okay. worst one, but it's not the best one. Why is that? Is it from a lore perspective or from a gameplay perspective or both? What do you think? Well, I know a lot of people hate the gameplay with artifact, or not artifact, but Azerite armor and stuff. I don't really get it, though I haven't really tried to concern myself with gear and min-maxing, so maybe that's a, just a get something that's going over my head. But yeah. uh, main thing is I'm not the biggest fan of how they handled the faction war. Okay. You think it should have uh, ha- like been more intense or less intense or ended differently? Or what do you think? Um, I actually like how they ended it. Okay. But I felt like it seemed that th- some things didn't quite work how they wanted it to. Like they kept talking of it being a morally gray conflict, but it kind of boiled down to Horde doing a bunch of horrible things. Like... Yep. Almost, I'm not sure you should let a playable faction do them. <laughs> Alliance true, either true. encouraging the good parts of the Horde to be good or being the victims. Yep. And I think it should have been a bit more evenly balanced. The closest example, like, I really th- liked Battle of Dazara lore because for one time I thought when playing Horde, oh, I actually have a reason to want to fight the Alliance now because they're doing something. And there right. wasn't really enough of that, I don't think. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, though this is less of an issue, but still just, I find it very strange. I might even write an article about it, just trying to figure out why. It's weird that 8.3 feels like it has nothing at all to do with the rest of the expansion, even though very true, dude. all the non-Faction War content, and there is a lot of it, is about Old Gods, so it should flow perfectly. And I don't get why it feels like it doesn't when everything outside of the war on Kul Tiris and Zandalar and in the patches was about Nazoth and the old gods. You're so I'm trying to figure right. out why that is. I, I totally agree with you. I would love to read that. Where, When you write things, where do you put them? I put them on Bliss Planet. I haven't in a while. Understood. Understood. Yeah. But no, we will. We'll check out some of that stuff. I'll put a, I'll put mm. a link in there. And we'll... So do you feel that... I, I feel that 
Nazoth or Old Gods should have been an entire expansion of their own. Do you feel that way? Do you think there's enough there, enough lore, and enough things we could have done? I think they probably could have made Nazjatar an expansion, because it didn't end with the issue that Argus had, where, rightfully, if you don't have everything being black and green that's going to make the Legion look like they're not controlling their own place. Nasutar, we saw, had a bunch of different environments, so you could right. probably expand that out into a continent and have Ajara and Nazoth there. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So did you did you like so you, did you like Battle for Azeroth, the first two patches though? They're they're good. You liked them? Oh yes, I like eight point three too. I really okay. like it actually. I just think it doesn't feel like it's connected to the rest. I see. I see. I agree with you. But yeah, in terms of ranking expansions, I'd probably go with Wrath of the Lich King and Mists of Pandaria are tied for favorite. Okay. Then after that, maybe Legion. Then, let's see. I've written this out before. Maybe <laughs> Burning Crusade. And then Battle for Azeroth. And okay. then... Warlords of Draenor and Cataclysm tied for least favorite. Okay. I think that's, <laughs> that's a pretty definitely. fairly common opinion that we hear on the yeah. show here. Yeah, those yeah. T- yeah, it's funny. Warlords of Draenor, I actually have very fond of for what it could have been. I love Draenor itself and the concepts. It's just it seemed like they stopped making the expansion and a lot of the Yes, in fact, you could content. do a whole podcast about the stuff they cut from it that was found yep. in data mining that was more interesting. Right. Yeah, some of the missing content was super interesting, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the other thing mm-hmm. I think a lot of people didn't like is when they, they hype up a system like the garrisons and then they don't support it in future mm-hmm. patches, I think, in future expansions. I think that really sucks. And I know that's a common theme then with, you know, legendary weapons and mm-hmm. we're going to lose all of this Azerite shit and everything mm-hmm. as well. I've but... kind of I've kind of come to just accept that's a yep. good way of doing game design, whether it's fun. Like, for example, they mentioned that artifact weapons i loved artifact weapons but they said they never would have had the confidence to actually try the system if they didn't know they could were just going to remove them afterwards yeah so it's led to some neat things coming from it and i guess the same thing is with corrupted gear now as well that's not going to stay with us forever but maybe they will take some people like the idea of a risk reward system with Mm -hmm. gear where um, you know, that mechanic, some people do like that. And maybe they'll take some bits of it. I think that's success. Maybe they'll take yeah. some of that and use it. Yeah, like I really like corrupted items, but partially because they're a limited time thing. They're fun. They fit in the theme yep. of Nazoth, but also, you know, you don't have to deal with it forever. So that works well. And with Shadowlands coming out, have you got some Shadowlands hype? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am. Yes, I love when they just make up a new place that doesn't really have much grounding in the lore because yeah. then they get to be at their best for world building. Right. Like that's why Pandaria. Yeah, yeah, that's why Pandaria is my tied with Wrath of Lich King for my favorite expansion. I just loved how complete and realized Pandaria felt as a continent because they didn't they could just do whatever they wanted they could build a whole mythology for it right yeah it's a good point I wasn't a big fan of of mop when it came out at all uh, especially because of the pandas as we all know <laughs> yeah um, you have but... to have a tolerance for pandas that's right he but has when no you... tolerance for pandas <laughs> but when you think about it like even when I look back in terms of as an expansion the whole area of of Pandaria 
and everything they put in it. It was a super, a really well fleshed out, super rich um, environment, wasn't it? And you have mm-hmm. to give them credit. They did such a good job. Whereas if you compare it to later things, I mean, I guess Legion was cool, but like BFA, for example, I don't think a lot of people are super impressed, especially with the Alliance Zone, like Boralus and stuff, dude. I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's that. If, I don't think you can compare it to things like Mop whenever that was done. Uh, I'm not trying to entirely agree. Boralus is actually one of my favorite capital cities ever, but that's mainly <laughs> just because I really like that almost Victorian Englandish mm-hmm. aesthetic. Yeah, I agree okay. with you. Okay. I agree. I just don't think it's laid out very well. Whoever the city planner was, yeah, the la- <laughs> yeah, it's one thing that I think my- this is just a personal theory I have with Boralus. It was unfinished for almost all of the beta. Like, it was so bad, I was worried that it was going to go the way of Karabor and Bladespire and Wad, because, like, it was the same thing with Karabor. They had just huge, untextured areas, and eventually they just removed the whole city and closed the doors. Mm-hmm. And the same was happening with Boralus, where there was just big span- expanses of untextured land. They did eventually finish it. But I wonder if that's why the layout is so weird. What about Zandalar, though, Didi? And I mean, we've got Dinosaur Paradise over there. Yes, Zandalar is great. I had, (laughs) for years, been saying Zandalar should be its own expansion. In fact, I still think maybe Colteris and Zandalar would have worked better as separate expansions where they could have been full continents. Right. See, that's a good point, actually, isn't it? Like it seems like Colteris would have been another would have been a great setting for an Azoth expansion besides Nazjatar, maybe. And Zandalar, I think you could have probably done the stuff with Zul and the Loa and maybe even Gahoon and built that into a whole expansion in of itself. I think you're that's right. A good point. And especially also, from a lore, lore point of view that you know the night elves and stuff are mm-hmm. there is they are still linked a long time ago to to trolls, aren't they? So Mm-hmm. And then also I thought it was kind of a huge missed opportunity that they did that Mount Magumba's just a part of Zuldazar. It could have I had always imagined it could be like a, a wow version of the Andes and Machu Picchu and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say what's the significance of that? So that is a, it's so it's it's a huge um huge mountain range, is that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the game now it is just the subzone of Zuldazar and it's where the two dungeons in Zuldazar are located. Gotcha, technically gotcha. there's the third dungeon which is the mother load but that's on Kazan just the instance portal since Zul'Dazar yeah so they might have missed an opportunity they could have made something truly epic but yeah, I'll was... give it to them the, the art the, the Zandala art team and the dinosaurs and everything dude it's badass isn't it it's mm-hmm. good. yeah I love Zandalar and Kultiris they are the best parts of BFA Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. What about I suppose some of the dungeons like Waycrest Manor, dude? You must, uh, you must mm-hmm. like that. That was really cool. I loved that we got a haunted house dungeon. Right. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. In the hell Victorian yeah. style that you like. Yeah, I am probably. Yeah, I am glad that they've been coming up with more unique settings for dungeons. Like I loved the Grim Rail Depot in Warlords of Draenor. Oh, or you like hell that? <laughs> I love that they were on a train and you could actually see the background moving. I was really disappointed it wasn't a time-walking dungeon. Yeah, I hated that one because I could never get my camera correct. <laughs> oh, I could, yeah, I could probably, in retrospect, I could see that making some people nauseous even. Do you play ranged or, or melee usually? Melee. Melee, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's that can't be my excuse because I play melee also. Head scratching on fights. Oh my Or how? Uh, again, oh, or Helheim and Legion, which was that, but a boat. It wasn't yeah, quite that... as cool because there wasn't as much of a moving background, so it didn't 
feel like you were going yeah. as much. But right. But yeah, between these neat new concepts for what a dungeon could be, I really like that when they come up with like a haunted house or a train ride or something. I hope Shadowlands has something equally cool. I think Waycrest Manor was super cool, dude. Mm-hmm. I think that was awesome. Yeah, like it has all it hit on so many like um, stereotypical haunted house things. You know, witches mm-hmm. and sisters, and you know the big like you know the gluttonous type mm-hmm. dude, and then you know downstairs into the basement. I, mean, I don't know. It's just super, super cool. Really mm-hmm. well done. Yeah, I'm really glad the Drust are going to return in Shadowlands. Oh, is that true? Yeah, they when they first announced it, they said Ardenweald, the main threat in the zone, are the Drust. That's where they go. Okay. What's the Drust? The Drust, the bad guys in Waycrest Manor. Oh yeah, gotcha, gotcha. They're in that whole zone, Drustfar, right? Mm-hmm. The oh, zone. that makes sense. They're like the right. wicker, the wicker people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be the main bad guys in the the Ardenweald is like the druidy type one. So it's gonna yeah. be the main bad. Yeah, yeah cool. like they showed a screenshot of one of the Drust areas in Ardenweald. It looks kind of like Drustfar, but without people. No shit. What um, what covenant are you hyped for? Or all of them? That is a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking probably Vinthyr because they're red. Red is my right. favorite color and they oh. have again that kind of Victorian gothic-y feel. We've got to stay on brand. We've got to stay on brand. The mm-hmm. red uh, red all the way. Yeah, that's going to be a really popular one. I think they're like the um, the blood-sucking type dudes mm-hmm. I think. That would be awesome. Yeah, I was kind of surprised it took this long to get a proper vampire group into WoW. I mean, we kind of had the Sand Lane, but they were really underutilized. Right. Right. So, how did you feel when you saw that trailer at BlizzCon, the Shadowlands trailer? Did you were, okay. you, were you freaking out? What what were your, what was your reaction? <laughs> this is going to be a very funny story. I love it. I did not see the Shadowlands trailer until after BlizzCon. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Where were you? Did you sleep in that day? What happened? No, uh, the convention opened a hour earlier than before. So I could not get in line to get to the opening ceremony. And I was in a huge overflow area. But then I had amazing luck. Some Blizzard employees were going by. They said they needed people to get in line for a special experience. They wouldn't say what it was. And then so I volunteered to go. And we were put in a place that was in the opening ceremony hall. And I got to watch the opening ceremony from there. But about the time of the Shadowlands trailer, what we were in line for had started to open, so we couldn't watch that. We had to go in to that thing, which turned out to be Diablo 4. And then uh, I wanted to see the World of Warcraft trailer, so I got out of line and didn't get to try Diablo 4. By the time all that was done, it was over. (laughs) It's that thing, you know, you chase two rabbits, you end up with none. That's what happened, dude. Oh, no. I I did get to see... I did get to see most of the cinematic trailer. I didn't get to see the gameplay trailer. Okay. okay. Dude, I thought you'd have VIP access. I thought it was just a big red phone that you could call up and you just go straight <laughs> right. in. Dude, come I on. do have you a red doing? phone, but I do not <laughs> try to use it for VIP access or anything. Okay. Do people recognize you? I mean, obviously, oh, do Blizzard yes, employees all... recognize uh, you? Sometimes. People okay. recognizing me, that happens constantly. It seems to happen more each year. No right. shit, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. But Blizzard employees, yeah, sometimes I'll talk to them, but more if they're already somewhere and I'll go see them more than them seeking me out. But you still right. have to queue up like a, like a normie, dude. Like you a have pleb. to queue up like a normal pleb. 
Uh, sometimes <laughs> I will get to talk like uh, with Warcraft 3 Reforged uh, one of the people there recognized me and asked for some feedback about it that's nice. badass dude mm -hmm. that's cool that's awesome. I mentioned that I thought the art style was kind of unintentionally creepy I think they fixed it because it's not as creepy in the final version I thought like your this, feedback maybe because I thought Arthas though unfortunately now that I think about it, that feedback might actually have made the game worse because I cited specifically that the new cutscenes looks kind of creepy. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Did you play Warcraft 3 back in the day? I had never heard of any Blizzard games before my friend showed me World of Warcraft, but I did oh, okay. play it as soon as I heard about World of Warcraft. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So you saw the Shadowlands cinematic trailer after it yes. played at BlizzCon. Yeah, I and, saw. No, I managed to see most of the cinematic as we were being led oh, in, okay. but I didn't see any of the gameplay trailer, so I had no idea what the features were. But what did you think of that? What did you think the of the cinematic, cinematic itself? Yeah, I liked it a lot, but I did think there was an odd communication error. I think like everyone was complaining, how can Sylvanas beat the Lich King so easily? But I was thinking, yeah. I think the idea is supposed to be that Sylvanas is like barely surviving because think about it, the Lich King's doing all these cool moves and stuff and she's just dodging them like she can't even get a hit in because the arrows aren't doing anything and then it turns out she tricked him I think oh that's pretty clever it's like she outsmarted him and he was stronger but yeah. then when I think about it from seeing the criticism it also does kind of look like how it you can also read it as, oh, he's throwing everything at her and it's not doing anything. Exactly. That's what I took from it too. Yeah. I see that. I do. I agree with you. I saw, I felt both of those things because at first I first thought, well, sorry, you keep going. You keep going. Yeah. I can't tell which is the intended version. I think it might be the first one. Yeah. But, but either way, it, it is really cool. I love the fake out of her putting on the crown, but then she breaks it instead. Oh, yes. dude. I loved yes. everything from the start, like when his mm -hmm. eyes changed color just yeah. to see the Lich King standing there again, mm -hmm. dude. I, honestly, I was getting goosebumps watching it, dude. It was the sickest mm -hmm. thing. I thought it yeah, was the, so well done. The only thing I would have added is, because I had been waiting years for it to happen, is to actually show him breaking out of the ice. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. That's true. Yeah, I would have. I, I just wish maybe. I know they had to sell it that way that she was so overpowered, but I would have really mm -hmm. liked for uh, Bolvar to to get you know to get a couple of hits in and really make her feel it because Bolvar was like, I've got a little more respect for him after playing Classic again, mm -hmm. dude. He was a beast back in the day. Like he was a good. He was a strong fighter, and then he, like we said, he's a hero as well. Like he sacrificed himself, and I don't know. Mm -hmm. He kind of like they said, he got made the bitch king in ten seconds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think. From how I interpret, I didn't really have a problem with the trailer watching it again because I interpreted it more like a battle of wits, as I yeah, mentioned. Versus, but I can see how yeah. they didn't, if that was the intention, they didn't do the best job conveying it. But either way, it is a pretty cool cinematic. Yeah. I had goosebumps also. I was screaming yeah. my, my lungs out at the it end. It was so sick. Yeah. I'd the say. Team is just the, uh, the guys doing the cutscenes are just fucking amazing. There's been so mm -hmm. many. They are. Movies. Yeah, they are the best. I'd say my favorites would have to be uh, Wrath of the Lich King cinematic and Warlords of Draenor cinematic. Which Wrath one? Arthas, where he raises Invincible, or not Invincible, uh, Syndragosa. Syndragosa, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. That is so, that gives me goosebumps every time mm -hmm. I watch it. Shit, I'll yeah. have to check that out later. I don't even oh, remember that. So it, he breaks her out oh, of the they, ice. It's yeah, amazing. they remaster. 
this guy remastered it in 4K. Have you seen that? It oh, looks no really way. cool. Let me make a note of this. Let me make a note of this. Yeah, there's this YouTube channel. He remasters game cinematics in 4K. He's got that. I think he's so, got all the WoW expansions now. So if I do remastered Wrath. Ian, did, you watch, did you watch Game of Thrones at all? I'm going a little uh, off topic, but I have a reason that's for right. it. Uh, no, not really. I've seen a little bit of it, but it's a bit too gory and rapey for me. Yeah, it kind of, to be fair, you're, you're not off base, but there is a Ice King in that show, and he has an undead dragon, but it's oh, nowhere cool. nowhere near as cool as Syndragosa. Not even close. The Lich King <laughs> cinematic is way better. Oh, yeah. funny trivia. Yeah. Oh, funny yeah. trivia about that Ice King thing. At BlizzCon, they had, I think it was the year before last year, they had a zone design panel, and they talked about designing Kul'Tiris, mm -hmm. and one of their notes was that, remember how in Cataclysm they had a lot of zones that were kind of based on pop culture things, like Old Doom and Red Ridge? Right. They said their original plan was to make Drustvar the Game of Thrones zone. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, the Drust were going to be the White Walker people, and Gorak no Tull shit. was going to be the king, and that it was going to be divided into two halves, a snowy half with a big wall separating it from the human half. Right, right. And the humans would that. be the guards on the wall fighting the Night King, dressed guy. But then someone made a concept art for the witches that would be the servants of the Drust, and everyone thought the witches were so much more interesting, they reworked the zone to be themed around that. No shit. What's with Red Ridge? What's the pop culture reference with Red Ridge? Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome so how do you you know so many little facts how do you do you Holy read a lot shit. do you talk to people how do you how do you know you're you're dropping all the little i read interviews mm. i go to interesting panels like that at blizzcon mainly just if i i love trivia and knowing things so typically if i read something that i find interesting i don't forget it you retain right. it that's all mm -hmm. so it do you always of... go to blizzcon have you gone every year um, every, I did not go to the very first BlizzCon. I did not know about it at the time, but I've gone to everyone since. Okay, great. It'll You're be so no idea year. what's happening this year, though. They well, I was going to say it'll. Yeah, they normally a... have announced one by now, but given the current situation, I'm not sure it'll even happen. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking it, it won't happen. I guess the, the options are: it either won't happen at all, it will be uh, virtual only, or it'll be just a reduced amount of people or something. So I don't know. We'll see. I hope they don't reduce the amount of people because I want to go. So I'd be happier if they just do a if they just do a a virtual one. That way, I don't have to feel like I'm missing out. You're missing out. There. That's probably yeah. the best idea. Think, I've heard yeah. that like E three is doing a virtual thing now. Maybe that'll oh, yeah. just be the future. <laughs> I know yeah, that'd be I a shame. Not. I would hope, hope not because I, I still want to go twenty one twenty one fan. We're doing it twenty twenty one BlizzCon. The Aussie invaders are coming. Do you have a favorite BlizzCon that you went to? Is there one that you like had the best time or thought was the best? Hmm. Possibly the first one I went to, which I think was BlizzCon 2007. That one, BlizzCon has changed a lot over the years. It's gotten a lot bigger and more crowded and less personal. And right. that one was the most homey and in-depth one. Like they had fun little events like a jousting tournament thing and stuff and you could just see people like chris metz and stuff walking around the show floors you don't really get that anymore it's too crowded okay. for them to do that kind of stuff which one was the red shirt guy was kind of what was year was that 2010 okay. i tried 
Yeah, I tried to ask a question every year, but I was always really nervous. Right. I think one year I chickened out, and the other years I uh, was in line, but they didn't get to me in time. Okay. Yep. Well, why didn't so we? Let's do it. 2010 was your year. That's what. Yes. That's, that's, that's why we're yeah, here. Yeah, that's why it's a little that. sad that it's probably not happening. I kind of hope it doesn't happen because even if I went, I'd worry about getting sick. Yeah, but definitely. other, but I'm a little sad because this would have been the 10th anniversary. 10th anniversary. Let's do a little. If it's cool, let's do a little uh, red shirt deep dive for a second. Oh, okay. So. I was at BlizzCon. It was the Q&A panel. Like years before, I had gotten in line to maybe try to work up the courage to ask a question. And this year, by sheer chance, I managed to get in soon enough that I could ask it before they ran out of time. Yep. And on the plane ride over, I had read The Shattering, which was the newest uh, World of Warcraft book at the time. And The Shattering had a line where Varian establishes the Council of Three Hammers and says Falstad will be on it. Yep. And in the beta at the time, Falstad was not on the Council. In fact, they'd removed him from the game entirely. It was weird. Like, if you went to where he used to be in Airy Peak, there was a guy who said he left to be on the Council, but he wasn't on the Council. <laughs> he wasn't on the Council. He disappeared, dude. He was gone. Yeah. And so, actually, a funny thing, Falstad, and I got to tell Chris Metzen this once, which he thought was really neat. Has act was actually a special character to me even before that. Really? Why is that? Because one when I first started getting into World of Warcraft, I saw there were books about it, and the first one I read was Day of the Dragon, and Falstad's a main character in that one. And at the time I was leveling, and I got to the hinterlands, and I saw Falstad in the game, and I thought, that's the coolest thing ever. They actually put the books in the game too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was one of the things that really cemented me in getting interested in the world so much. That's awesome, dude. So, um, so, so yeah, uh, sorry, keep going. So I asked the question, and again, I did not understand any of the significance of what was going on. I figured it was like submitting a bug report in real life. They, I asked why, what was, if what was going on, if it was an error, and they said we're going to fix it. So I thought, oh, okay, went. The rest of the convention continued like normal. I went home, and then my dad's friend from work called us and said, Hey, do you know that Ian is on the internet? <laughs> oh awesome. my goodness. Tell tell the story of why you even had the red shirt on, though. Oh, I really like red shirts. I have a closet of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, is there only one red shirt, or do you have... Do you always wear the same one to everybody? No, that would be... No, that would be unhygienic because I wear it all three days. Okay. So I bring, yeah. So I bring it multiple. So I bring multiple <laughs> red shirts. What brand is it? Can we give a shout out? To it is name? a Tommy Hilfiger polo okay. shirt. Nice, there you go. dude. Nice. Hey, do you know, <laughs> the other thing in as well is that um, you're like you're a super knowledgeable dude, and you speak so well here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. At the time, like because of the way the audio came through, is it when the way that you would ask the question? Um, in those big convention halls, do you get a lot of reverb? Like when you're talking through the mic, are you hearing yourself kind of coming back through the speakers at the same oh. time? Is that? Oh, yes. It was incredibly disorienting. I could barely keep yep. my thoughts straight because every time I said something, I would hear myself saying it back to me. I could barely oh, get the question out. That's horrible. Yeah, that's right. I, it's, that's horrible. It's yeah, like I did not expect that at all. So that left me even more surprised. Right. I've gotten yeah. more used to it in later years, and you can kind of, if you watch them back to back, you can kind of notice my speaking getting more normal each time. 
right? Yeah. So if people, if people, that's right. People need to understand that it's like if you, if you, if you talk in yeah, Discord there were, with someone. Yeah, there were a lot of people who thought I had Down syndrome, which I thought was weird. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, that you, was like you... <laughs> that was one of the leading theories in the YouTube comments. Oh I don't goodness. yeah, I don't lead you I don't read YouTube comments anymore. I was gonna say, do you like meeting your fans? You have a lot of fans. Do you like meeting people? I like that it only tends to happen around BlizzCon. I mean it, mm -hmm. the first few months after it, everybody was around like at school I was even gave autographs to people. Oh, <laughs> That's but, so cool, dude. Yeah, it was. But um after that it only tends to happen at BlizzCon. One person recognized me last year at a Best Buy. But <laughs> but other than that, I like that it's only there because I'm not a very social person. So it gets kind of exhausting. Like, by the second day of BlizzCon, I am ready to go home. But it is cool while it happens. Now, the other thing is when all of this kicked off, um, I, and, you know, you went home and you, your, your parents or your, mm -hmm. your, your friends had said, oh, you know, he's on the internet. I guess it was a mix of... Um, you always get a mix of positive and negative things on the internet. I mean, the internet can be a fucking mm -hmm. horrible place. So I guess, did you, how did you handle it? Like, how did you handle that? Apart from, I suppose now you don't just don't read the, the YouTube comments. I was a little disappointed by some of them, but for the most part, I was getting more positive than negative. The negative. Yeah. Where I was noticing people recognizing me in real life or things. And those people were never mean to me. No, so I okay. thought, and my parents always said stuff like, don't read the comments or pay attention. So that helped too. Yeah. Right. The internet's just a horrible place, man. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? it really Some is. cool things happened. Like I got to, this is one of the coolest stories of things that someone had noticed how they were. They said, I saw how, awful some of the comments on those videos are and they said hey i wanted to do something cool would you like to come with us on our heroic lich king raid and it was pretty no cool shit, i got dude. yeah i got to go on there i got the light of dawn title and they gave me invincible nice no that's way, awesome dude. who that's was that what guild was that story. you want to give him a shout out i think it was imperative on zuljin i don't so know if cool. they're still around that's, that's so awesome. cool man fuck yeah so are there any other side benefits of being like wow famous that you want to talk about? Uh, okay, one other cool thing. I haven't had much contact with Blizzard. It's honestly gotten less in recent years, but the coolest thing ever is I was invited to attend the premiere of the Warcraft movie. Oh, That's nice. pretty cool. See, yeah, I was on Yeah, I was on the red carpet area. In, no not, way. I did Lock down the red carpet, obviously, right. but I was in like this area next to it. You can see in some shots, and I got to film a commercial <laughs> for the premiere with Leroy Jenkins. That's, That's awesome. So That's so awesome. I don't know if it's still up. I think they put it on Facebook. It was, um, we were in a limo headed to the premiere, and we're talking and describing who we are. And I oh, asked man. Leroy if, like, oh, are you going to do it? And I was talking with Leroy, and he says, oh, yeah, I'm kind of done with that. I don't really play anymore. I'm kind of embarrassed by the whole thing, I won't say. And then I, then we arrive, and he says, okay, we got to be – and I say to him, we've got to be careful. This is our big movie red carpet <laughs> day. We can't mess this up. And he says, let's do this, Leroy. Jenkins. Oh, and, he runs out. and I say, oh, my gosh, he just ran that. in. <laughs> oh man that's got to be surely someone saved that if someone saves that out there oh i'm know. sure we can it. find it Dude, that's yeah, awesome. i filmed that. another one that they never used which was um me reacting to the trailer and mm -hmm. then there would be 
and I came up with this joke, so I'm sad that this one didn't get released. Uh, the props would there'd be a really quick cut, and one of the props would be in a different place, and I would look oh. and point it out. Oh, <laughs> you'd you'd register it, guy. You'd register it, guy. Yeah, we filmed that one, but I don't think it ever got released. So really you filmed commercials. That's that's mm-hmm. absolutely. Wow. Why. And you have you have an NPC in the game. Is that correct? Can you tell us yes. about your NPC? Okay, that was another neat story. When I saw it, I first seen saw a screenshot that was going around, and I thought it was photoshopped. I could not believe they would actually do that. <laughs> I thought that is so the cool. greatest honor you can get as a player of World of Warcraft, and I never would have guessed they'd do that. It is the coolest thing. I still visit the Wild Hammer Fact Checker from time to time. That's his name. Yeah. I was going to say, where is he? What's his name? We can go, we can go say Wild Hammer. He stands next to Falstad and Ironforge. And he's red. Is he wearing a red shirt? Yes. Of he course. supposedly drops a red shirt, but only for Horde players. And I've never participated in a Horde raid of Ironforge. That's what about a rogue? We need, a, we, need a, we need some Horde rogues in order to go yeah. in there. But we don't want to kill him at the same time, too. We don't want to kill no. him. That's but awesome. we will go. We'll go and take a. Yeah, we might he do a also, oh, he also cameoed in a short story. Oh really? Tell us yes. That. Let's see the short story. Remember when a few years ago they did a s- series of short stories about the different leaders of the Alliance and Horde? I actually. It's don't... on. Oh yeah, they. Re- I think they eventually released them in a book. Let's see. I'm looking through the website. It's called um, Council of Three Hammers, Fire and Iron. You can find it on their website. Um, It's a story about... It basically is the story of how Falstad got back on the council. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah, like, I actually talked to the author once at BlizzCon, and he said, I had this whole story planned, and I had to rewrite it because of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the awesome. Wild Hammer fact checker is mentioned in one paragraph as being in the crowd of people. <laughs> oh, that's that's so good. We'll that's definitely so good. go. We'll get a uh, we'll get a screenshot. We'll get a screenshot beside him, or we'll do that. We'll post it mm-hmm. in the Discord. That's badass. Sure. And the other thing is, you know, it's amazing. It has created this the phrase like it's created, uh, you know, the phrase to say that if you if you redshirt somebody, it's fact checked. I mean, that's what a lot of people I say. Have. I haven't heard that actually. Oh, people really say it all the cool. time. Maybe it's just in the podcasting circles, but people will say it. they're like, "What are you going to red shirt me on this?" If someone's like, out, "If they've oh, got their back," that's so wrong cool. Yeah, so it's actually that's a. a, it's a good, you're a verb. You are. A yeah, verb. I didn't that's know that. I was only familiar with it meaning like the character who's going to die first, no. like in Star Trek. No, <laughs> no, not at all. No, so in, in our circles, it means to fact check someone or to correct them on even on a small detail. So, um, so there you go. It's entered into the English language now too. So my next question is just, how would you describe the way that you play the game now? So when you're playing BFA, for example, you know, PvP, PvE, um, I know you can't commit to a raid schedule, but... PvE. Mainly PvE, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I like to go around and farm rep and look for mounts and do every quest I can find. Oh, Mm -hmm. what's what's your mount count? What's your mount count? I don't know i don't think i have the highest achievement i think the last one i got was the one that gives you the blue infernal mount oh the infernal so that's 350 i think i think so i think there's one higher yeah Yeah, i think you're right we've got a few mount collectors here we've got odaris is a little bit of a a mount collector and uh and also capo one of our uh, friend of the show capo has now got over 400 unique mounts doesn't he or yes he does 
does. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's oh, crazy. I have a funny mount story if you want to hear Let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, this happened last year. Um, I forget what I was doing. It was something I was doing in Outland. I think I was trying to get transmog or something. But anyway, I figured, oh, while I'm here, maybe I should do Tempest Keep. I'd been trying on and off for years. And mm -hmm. I went in and Ashes of Alar dropped. Oh, my gosh. On a whim. You went in on a whim. Yeah. Oh, wow, dude. Holy when shit. I farm I'm... mounts, I always hope something like that will happen to me, and it never does. <laughs> it's only happened once well, maybe twice i don't know if the other time counts but well that's a good one there's so many people still that don't have that and that are pulling their hair out so you're really lucky i know invincible dude it's been haunting our good friend ali who um who i know you don't you don't listen to a lot of podcasts um ian but uh, ali is the host of dungeon fables and it's a fantastic lore podcast and uh, she's been trying to get invincible for the longest time like years and years she's been trying to get it it's been just it's been mocking her for all this time well i wish her good luck then yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely um we do have a a question we've got a lore question Okay. another podcast host this is coming from Jin uh, morally great podcast and a good friend of the show here and um, this doesn't mean a lot to me but it's um, why didn't Orgrim just kill Gul'dan when he killed the rest of the Shadow Council okay that is an easy one okay. alright Gul'dan had fallen into a coma at the same time Medivh died, and that's when Gul'dan, or when Orgrim killed the rest of the Shadow Council. Orgrim was about to kill Gul'dan when he woke up, and Gul'dan convinced Orgrim to spare him in exchange for Gul'dan using his warlock powers to help the Horde beat the rest of the Alliance. That's when he created the Death Knights and the Two-Headed Ogres as a show of fealty, while secretly he continued to plan to betray Orgrim, and Orgrim didn't really trust him, and it all ended with a lot of people dying at the tomb of Sargeras, Gul'dan included. Wow. So Gul'dan created the two-headed ogres? Mm -hmm. Some are naturally occurring, like Margok, okay. but he was able to forcefully create some. Okay. That's where okay. most of the ones on Azeroth came from. They used to be very rare, which is like why Margok's the only two-headed one you see in Draenor. Okay. Right, that's super interesting. Excellent response there. I'm sure that will will satisfy uh, satisfy our friend Jin definitely. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Detailed. Oh, another thing: the Death Knights were made from the souls of the slain Shadow Council members. The first Death Knights. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Very. Yeah, cool. Terran Gorfiend isn't a human. He was Terran Gore, an orc who got shoved in the body of a killed human. Right. Jesus Christ. Right. Um. So it'll no, be interesting a... to see, actually, like if Gul'dan and the Burning Legion created Death Knights, but they're saying that Frostmourne and the Helm of Domination were created in the Shadowlands. It'll be really interesting to see how they tie the Legion mm -hmm. to Shadowlands, I think. Yeah, because the original backstory for the Helm of Domination, Frostmourne, was that the Dreadlords made them. Right. So. Is there a retcon actually, in the future, do you think? Yeah, I think that this expansion is going to just completely retcon everything about the Scourge. Okay. And I don't really... You, this would actually be pretty surprising, but I don't really mind retcons as long as they're acknowledged as stuff. Like, my problem with Falstad, if they had told me, oh, we're retconning that it was Kurdran, I would have accepted that as the answer. The problem was that he was still gone from the game. He was just not in the game, dude. Yeah. He was just got lost. He got lost mm, in the source, yeah. In the shuffle. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. And the fact that this new history they seem to be making, that's another thing I might write. I have a theory that it seems like Shadowlands 
is like the true version of the Scourge. It's like everything in there seems to correlate to something we've seen in the Scourge, like the Vinthyr, like the Sand Lane, but more. Maldraxxus mm-hmm. is like the Scourge, but more. They've got their own alternate ice crown with Torghast. The Jailer kind of looks like the Lich King. I think my theory is that it's going to turn out that the Scourge always existed uh-huh. as the stuff in the Shadowlands, and that the Lich King we have from the Legion is just like a pale imitation of that. And that's why the Scourge became like it did in Wrath. It was Arthas trying to recreate the stuff in the Shadowlands, like the Sand Lane or his Vinthyr. That's why he built Ice Crown to look like Torghast and stuff. I bet... And maybe even... That's my theory. And maybe they might go even farther with the Helm of Domination and Frostmourne coming from there. Maybe the Lich King is even something that predates the legions from the Shadowlands, and the legion just co-opted it. I like that. I like yeah, that. my yeah. theory is, yeah, the biggest idea I have is that, and if this happens, I will be pretty happy because I have a very rough track record with predictions. Sometimes I'm disturbingly spot on. Sometimes I'm completely off. Yeah. But my theory is the Jailer is the true original Lich King. <laughs> Okay. That's a good point, dude. That's a good point. Definitely. I don't think that's crazy. I don't know. Um, I've got... Speaking of Death Knights, speaking of Death Knights, I've got a question. <laughs> I, now, I always... I have an issue with certain certain races uh, mm-hmm. becoming certain classes. And mm-hmm. for me, there are a lot of... Now, in Shadowlands, um, all allied races will have the mm-hmm. ability to be a Death Knight. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of them that don't make sense to me. Which one do you think is the worst from a law perspective to have a Death Knight allied race? Probably Lightforged Draenei. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, agreed. It shouldn't yeah. shouldn't happen, should it? It shouldn't happen. Are you the okay with pandas, dude? Huh? Panda Death Knights, are you okay with this? Yeah, there's nothing lore-breaking about it. Lightforged also technically aren't lore-breaking, it just seems kind of weird, the idea of something based around the light being a Death Knight. But mm-hmm. the explanation works for all of them. Yeah. Even the mechanomes, but, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually really excited for mechanomes, and they're still... Uh, I still have a soft spot for them, but I find it very strange that if you look on Wowhead, they have the ability to display armor on their arms and legs, and Blizzard yeah. just disabled it for some reason. I think they would have gone over a lot better if they'd kept that. If they'd kept that. Um, the other thing, um, the other thing that I think there should be, and this could even this could work, go back a long way. Do you? Mm-hmm. I I I think that there should have be like there could be potential to have an undead paladin. I think there's there's room for it in the lore, isn't there? Isn't there? Well, there one? is one. Yeah. There is one. There's Sir yeah, there Zilek. Is one. Yeah. So I think undead paladin could be a thing because similar to a priest, people say, "Oh, the light." But if you're a priest using the light anyway, you can have an undead priest. I think you could have an undead paladin. Someone who was. I think it's. I was sure before they said eight point three is the last patch. There's not going to be an eight point three point five. That so far every skeleton or race has in some way gotten an allied race except undead and worgen and i was pretty sure the undead one was going to be like undead without flat without exposed bones and they'd be paladins like Callie and menethil yeah yeah that's a good point so because i was but, just thinking because i was thinking the other day like has everybody got an has everybody got an allied race yet but so so undead are the only ones who don't and worgen and worgen and worgen 
Right. Fuck, that'll be interesting if they do it, though. Do you think they will do it, or do you think that's the end of the Allied races? I have no idea. I think it's very likely, at least to me, that we might get the Covenants as Allied races, just because each of them is based on a player skeleton. Yep. Oh, Except okay. Kyrians. Kyrians are the... I think they're the female Vrykel skeleton. But yeah, Necrolords are Zandalari, uh, Vinthyr are Night Elves, and... Night Fae are female Draenei. Okay. That's so that super... seems pretty. So that seems pretty blatant. It'll depend on when we get the Alpha. If we see if they can equip gear, that'll be the clincher. Because like Volpera, when they were first added in the Alpha, they could not equip gear. But then strangely, there was this update that let them equip gear, and then okay, yeah, that's it. that clinches it. They're going to be an allied race. Right. So once we get to see their models. If they can equip player armor, I'm then I'd be almost certain we'd get them as allied races. That's a really good point, actually, in, in relation to the undead, that they could have done that. They could have done an allied race undead, allow them to be mm -hmm. paladins, which would have been like an extra little boost for that mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, because one of them... I, yeah, because I've noticed one of the main things with allied races, aside from the appearance, is typically the idea they get... They usually get at least one class that the parent race doesn't have. Yes. Right. So do you usually play the PTR? Do you play the PTR at all? Yes. I mainly just like to run around and report visual glitches, though. I don't like to do too much of the story content, so I don't spoil myself too much. I will look right. up, like, data mind information, because it's not the same as experiencing it firsthand. Sure, yep. sure. But I try not to spoil everything about it. I do report tons of graphical glitches not all of them get fixed but i do think i'm responsible for fixing a lot of the dark iron dwarves voiceovers nice because <laughs> i kept awesome. bugging them about that on the ptrs for like two patches <laughs> that's awesome very I still cool. haven't fixed the ones in the starting zone though maybe that's one coming. one final thing um Ian, is, I know we talked before, Lord of the, um, Game of Thrones is a little mm -hmm. too much in the gory side of things. Mm -hmm. But but do you enjoy Lord of the Rings? Because there's definitely a lot of Lord of the Rings flavor in WoW. Yeah, there's a lot of Lord I, funnily enough, I have not actually seen Lord of the Rings or read the books. I did read The Hobbit and see The Hobbit movies, though. Yep. Mm -hmm. I really liked the first Hobbit and the book, yeah. but... The second one was real was really good, but not as good, and I didn't really like the third one. No, I agree. I think it was milking the franchise a little bit there, but I think the original, the three original um, movies, and I did yeah, read I the books keep, when I was younger. I too, keep I meaning to see them. Oh, yeah. you should. They're but, so good. Dude, yeah. when quarantine now, lockdown is the perfect time. You got True. nine right, hours of right now. There. I've been binging this. Uh, <laughs> if you if we're talking about non wild stuff, I've been binging this show called Tiger King. Oh, right. Someone, who, someone mentioned that recently. Is it Jin? It? Is it Jin that's into the Tiger King? I can't remember. Someone. Someone mentioned it recently, oh, yeah. like last it night. It is amazing. You have no idea what you were getting into. Wow. Okay. I'll make I saw it described too. once as it's basically the Kingpin versus Florida Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. I'm here. I keep. Yeah. This is this is bringing back memories from last night. Definitely. Yeah. Tiger King. Yeah. Okay. They somehow managed to sum it up perfectly in the show itself with a guy talking about something else. And he says, yeah, it starts off really funny, but by the end, it's just so horribly dark. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and that, multiple uh, people end up dead by the end. Oh, wow, Jesus. Okay. Wow, we've got spoilers <laughs> out there for the Tiger King fans. Yeah, <laughs> people are going to die, boys. 
Okay, so um, the rapid fire questions you've seen on the show notes, Ian. Um, mm -hmm. Standard list of questions we ask everybody who's on. Now you, it's supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to just be a kind of uh, instinctive answer. If it, you need to go into a detailed response, you definitely can. It's not, we're not timing this thing or anything like that. So um, uh, just have a little bit of fun with it, and um, and yeah, feel free to take your time if you need to. And with that said, I get to press this button to signify yeah. the launch of the questions. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Horde or Alliance? That is a tough one, but maybe a little bit Alliance over Horde. Okay. PvP or PvE? PvE. Classic or Retail? Retail. Okay, we already talked about this, but what's yeah. the worst expansion ever? Pick one. Pick one. Uh, that is tough, because <laughs> Warlords of Draenor is probably the worst in terms of how much got cut and how few patches it had, but for whatever reason, Cataclysm is just less memorable to me. That's that's good. good that's what we want to know. Okay, what's one thing that you would implement in retail if you could? Some kind of system or a zone or anything, if you could pick something, what would it be? Ajol Narub. Ajol Narub. What's that? I don't know what that is. Oh, it was a cut zone from Wrath of the Lich King. Ghostcrawler okay. said it was the thing he most regretted having to cut while he worked on WoW. Okay. Great answer. What's your favorite class? Rogue. I love stealth. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I, we love stealth too, don't we, Juno? We just forget to use it, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite race? Gnomes. Gnomes. Okay. Nice. I love the mix of mad scientists but good guys in an otherwise fantasy world. I right. thought you were going to say dwarf, dude. I thought you were dwarfs, but yeah, I guess you've got, you like the dwarfs, but yeah. Not, yeah, I like the dwarfs, but gnomes are more unique. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if you could pick any classic zone to retire in, where would you go? Hmm. Darn it, this is a tough one because my favorite zones aren't from classic. <laughs> we'll do two I found answers. out that that was true for me too. <laughs> Why don't we do two answers? Why don't we do it in the original Azeroth? So let's say the pre-Cataclysm and then pre-Cataclysm zones and then we'll do it up to now including Zandalar. Okay. Let's see. Pre-Cataclysm would be Eversong Woods. I love the trees and red color scheme. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And Excellent. let's see, post-Cataclysm. Hmm. Gilneas is pretty nice too, assuming it's before the werewolf apocalypse and the scourge <laughs> and undead. Yeah, you'd get a nice little Victorian cottage yeah. and yeah. empire there. Yeah, I would too. I like that zone. All right, do you usually play tank heels or DPS? DPS. DPS. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you this question. I don't know if you'll have an opinion. Do you think Blizzard is or should do Classic Plus? Or Burning Crusade, or nothing? Should Classic just always stay Classic? Burning Crusade, I don't like the idea of Classic Plus, because then you're going to go into a split timeline thing. Right, right, right. And also, it just sounds like a bad idea, because they can't make more of the old stuff. It would... Right. But what they can't do you just go in... back in time and change what they do. Do you think if we get Burning Crusade, then do you think that's going to set the precedent that we're going to get Wrath as well? And then we're going to have um, we're going to have you know three four versions of the game. We're going to have classic. We're going to have burning crusade servers. We're going to have wrath. And we're going to have retail. It's starting to sound a little crazy. Then when you get to that point, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I have no idea how they're going to handle it. The reason I said Burning Crusade is because I'm not sure if this is disseminated amongst the community yet, but there was news on Wowhead. Apparently, Blizzard sent out a survey about Burning Crusade Classic. Yeah, which kind of, it's almost like a soft, it's almost like a soft launch, isn't it? I mean, it's... Yeah, because the last time they sent out a survey, it was talking about a level squish to 50 in the expansion after Battle for Azeroth. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. so it's kind of... (laughs) Confir- yeah, TB- TBC confirmed. Mm-hmm. Big YouTube yeah. title. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right, who's the best villain in War in World of Warcraft? Gul'dan. I love the vocal performance of him and the fact that uh, he's such a dick. Wh- yeah. <laughs> well, not that, but how they handled him. Like everyone complains that Arthas was there too much to the point he felt kind of like a Scooby Doo villain, yeah. and Deathwing okay. wasn't there enough. But Gul'dan, he showed up the right amount of time, so I think he could have shown up a little more in Legion, Mm -hmm. because he just kind of disappears between the Broken Shore and Nighthold. But he shows up, he manages to be threatening while also still making you feel like you're winning, and again, I just love the voice acting for I think it was Troy Baker, because he almost sounds like Tim Curry at times. Right. (laughs) Right. But that's I, a great I, answer. I agree with you. That was who I picked whenever I was interviewed on this show. That's who I picked as my villain because I thought he made sense in a lot of those ways. He still mm-hmm. was powerful but also vulnerable, not like with um, mm-hmm. Sylvanas and not that, that Thrall was a villain, but people don't like a Mary Sue. People don't like an mm-hmm. overpowered uh, plot armor um, character, and that's what mm-hmm. I think Sylvanas has gone too much of that. But I think you summed it up perfectly before where we saw yeah. too much of looking, not enough yeah. of Deathwing. Um, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Sylvanas as a character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay. All right, who's the ultimate hero? That is game? a that is a tougher one. Uh, let's see. Hmm. I'm not sure there is one. To me, my favorite character has always been uh, the world itself, and while mm-hmm. villains. You kind of have to react to them as a player. You don't react to a hero the same way, so it's harder to rank them. Sure, sure. That's Mm -hmm. true. That's a good answer. All right, who would you like to meet when we go to Shadowlands? Who are you looking forward to seeing? Hmm. It's kind... They've tried to walk around it as much, but I think there's, especially in the way they talked about the Maw, I don't think there's any chance we're not going to see Arthas again. Right. Right. And are you excited about that? Yeah, I was thinking, especially with how they'd been marketing Warcraft 3 Reforged almost exclusively around him and all the callbacks to him in Battle for Azeroth, that he would be a major part of the marketing. So I'm kind of, so if he is in there, I'm kind of impressed that they've been restrained enough to keep it a semi-surprise. Good, right. good point. Yeah. Okay. In a hand-to-hand combat, no special sort of shadow or voidy powers who would win a fight between Jaina and Sylvanas does Jaina use magic yeah she can use magic she's good mage okay then Jaina if it was purely hand-to-hand Sylvanas okay yeah okay great answer okay now this is a question from the people of Azeroth discord one of the people in there um, listeners of the show submitted this question what's your favorite mount in the game Hmm. either invincible because it has an actual lore collection thing behind it it is arthas's horse and if you've read the book um arthas rise of the lich king he loved that horse more than he loved jaina it's true <laughs> really yeah true. really yes. Um, yes. 
Yeah. So that's just pretty cool. You get to own a mount that's actually a character in of itself. Right. But other than that, second place would have to be the red Meccano Strider because it was the first mount I ever got. Nice. And you remember that? Drop? The red Meccano Strider. Or did you buy it? Good. Was it a buy yeah. mount? Yeah. No, it was the the first ground mount you get as a gnome. Okay. You remember very, not having to walk mm. everywhere. Yeah. Okay, I wonder so... how they're going to handle mounts with the level squish, now that I think about it. Yeah, I... Well, there's going to be so much interesting stuff in, isn't it, mm -hmm. with this level squish, you know? Yeah, that, honestly, get... I'm as excited for the beta for that as for Shadowlands info, because I might finally get heritage armor, depending on how much time it takes. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm super interested to see those mechanics, the nuts and bolts mm -hmm. of things, of when, of how the level squish works. What level do you get... Um, you know, a normal ground mount, what level do you get uh, flying mounts along the way? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's going to be so cool. What are the old raid bosses going to be? Is level 60, are they going to be 25 or something along those lines? How is it going to feel that... going to Blackrock Mountain? Oh, that actually got leaked to some degree. Okay. Oh, really? Tell yeah, us. Yeah, the armory. Someone noticed that for whatever reason, if you go to the armory on the official site, some raids display the wrong level range. And oh. a lot of them are probably what they're thinking the new level range would be like. I think they said uh, Wrath of Lich King, I think, or Burning Crusade, I think is 20. Wrath of Lich King is 25. Legion, I think, is 35. Wow. That's so interesting, isn't it? That will be super interesting to see. I'm, just, I'm trying to find the armory thing and see it again. That's super interesting for sure. Are you excited about the new leveling experience? Mm -hmm. Leveling is probably the best part of an expansion because you get to see all the new zones, and all the story content. Right. Yeah, okay. So before we before we wrap up the show, I had one question, which was, okay. would you be willing to come hang out with us once or twice and run some leveling dungeons or do some PvP? Is that something you would be ever interested in? That could be interesting. Let me know. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Love to have you. It's okay. always a good time. Yeah, we just have super chill, just a bit of fun. So um, no, that could be that could be awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you um, do you stream at all, Ian? No, I'm not much of a personality. I'm very silent when gaming, so I thought that probably wouldn't. Yeah, no, make fair for enough. Good watching. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, maybe they'd be there for the good gameplay. Are you a good player? Do you consider yourself a good player? Um, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've done anything really competitive. Like, yeah, I haven't done Mythic Plus or anything. So yeah. I have no idea what my skill level would be considered. Yeah, fair enough. No, that's cool. That's well, you'd cool. be right at home with us. None. We yes. are, algebraic is is amazing, and the rest of us are just bumping our heads on the walls on the yeah. way. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> they get carried carried yeah. by a great healer. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh man, no, that was awesome. Great answers on those. Um, great answers on those questions. It's fantastic, and uh, we've done that. I don't have any. I don't think I have any new reviews. If we do have reviews, people get in touch with me. I don't have the, um, I canceled the American, I canceled the worldwide review thing. It was just another monthly cost. So if you do see one, let me know, hit me with it. Um, I do want to do a shout out to my man, Breno, AKA Beridan from Lion Inc. Designs. He's done all the artwork and everything on the show here. And uh, he's, uh, he's, he's trying to, you know, improve his, uh, his, you know, graphic design business. So, uh, so people get in touch with them if you need anything, stream art, anything like that. Um, and also Capo for recently setting up the people of Azeroth 
um, Instagram page. We're on the Gram boys. Hashtag do it for the Gram. So uh, I will post a link for that in the show notes. Um, okay, so Ian, why don't we get some shout outs? This little section, we do some shout outs and a little bit of community love. So it is um, where people can find you, for example, on Twitter or um, mm-hmm. any other content, your website, for example. And also just take a minute to shout out some people, maybe give some thanks um, or anything along those lines. Okay, well, on Twitter, I'm at the Red Shirt Guy, and I write at BlizzPlanet, as I mentioned. I also have a website called IanBatesTales.com, which is, I have not updated it in a long time because I've been working on a larger project, but it's where I put some of my original writing. Very cool. And to shout out people, I I haven't spoken to him in many years, so I should probably shout out Alex, because none of this would have been possible if he hadn't shown me World of Warcraft. The original Alex, Mm -hmm. dude. I hope he listens to this, man. Big Mm -hmm. respect for Alex if he listens to this. Mm -hmm. And let's see. I'd say just shout out in general everyone who likes the game. You guys are neat. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) And and if BlizzCon, we don't know if BlizzCon's going to go ahead... um, uh, this year, but if it's if next year, for example, keep um, keep an eye out for uh, for our friend Ian and uh, mm-hmm. and say hi to him. Yeah, you will see him mm-hmm. wearing a red shirt on all yep. three days. <laughs> well, sometimes on the Thursday, which is when you get the batches, sometimes I don't wear a red shirt those days. Other times I do, but I definitely wear them on the main convention days. Hell yeah, that is awesome. Funny, one time I wore a black shirt on Thursday, getting the oh, tickets, no. but people still recognized me. Hey, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. That's great stuff. Odaris, where can people find us? Uh, you can come join us in the People Azeroth Discord. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at People of Azeroth 1, where the H in Azeroth is replaced by a 1. That is my favorite Twitter <laughs> handle in the world. Uh, I'm at Odaris. Um you we'll can stop the by the Discord. We're, all, we're always there. Hell yeah. We'll put the Discord link in the show notes. What's the other thing? Oh, Twitch subs and bits. Um, <laughs> Twitch subs and bits. I've got to say thank you to Aaron, Dracorus, Guess Who I Be, Harlow, Capo, Orderis, Zed Phantom, and Minanoth. Thank you all for that. Um, always appreciate the, um, the support. And um, yeah, much appreciated. That... I think concludes. Oh, email. We didn't do the email or the email people of Azeroth podcast at gmail.com. You can find me there. And uh, if you need to get in touch with Odaris, uh, send it through to that as well. And um, check us out on the, um, on the discord. Well, thank you Odaris for co-hosting this deal and doing the amazing, neat and wonderful show notes that you did. You did such a great job. Google Doc. Yeah. Google Doc. We've got all all officials. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us. And thank you, Ian. Thank you so much for coming by. You are absolutely you're a fantastic person to talk to. You 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 know it's great um, audio quality on the podcast as well. And you're super super knowledgeable straight off the top of your head. So it was really really impressive to talk to you. So many thanks for coming by. You're very welcome, and thank you very much. This was really fun to be on. Hell yeah! So glad to hear that. And you guys were great hosts. Thank you so much. This was great. I'm not going to be able to do that.